Hey there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So, hello again, everyone. Yet another installment in this incredible interview journey that we've been going on together. We have talked to some amazing individuals. You guys know I was really nervous about starting to do this, so but I'm really loving it. And today's guest, amazing, incredible story. I loved when I spoke with her how much sort of passion and, and vibrancy is just in her entire being. When you guys see her, she's literally like glowing. And her story is definitely a testament to that. So with all of that, let me introduce Mandy. Hey there, Mandy. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being on. So glad to to bring you on. Um, I really love chatting with you. And like I said, really loved your story. And I know my audience is too. So whenever you're ready, we can jump right into it. Okay. Well, my story is that I was a functioning cocaine addict for 16 years. And I'm now three years clean. So just to backtrack a little bit, though, my relationship with drugs started way before then. So at 12, I had um, started experimenting with marijuana. Then by 14, 15, Mm. mushrooms, acid, ecstasy. And this was all mixed with alcohol. So then by the time I was 19, you know, club scene, I was serving. um, It was just so available to me, this cocaine. And even though I had told myself, oh, I'll never do that. Well, you know, one night. And I did. I tried it. I actually, like, I loved it. I mean, that became my drug of choice. And that path continued for 16 years, which was obviously not the plan. However, it just really became a part of almost everything I did in the sense of, you know, we'd go out to an event. If there were drinks involved, we knew we were going to be, you know, getting high. We'd go bowling. We knew we'd be getting high, you know, like sometimes I was even up for like a couple days and then go to work, you know, in the beginning. Um, it just kind of like took over the, what my life was. I was, I lived for the party basically. But yeah, and then one day I really just had enough. Um, I, I knew that any kind of potential that I wanted to fill, I knew if I wanted my brain to function properly, I knew if I wanted to have the love for myself that I deserved, the loving relationships yes. that I deserved and wanted, mm-hmm. I had to let go of that life. Um, anyone who has you know, any kind of addiction, alcohol, drugs, um, even just addiction to people treating them poorly. Um, they know, like, you know, or I knew that I would never get the life that I wanted if I continued with those addictions in my life. So yeah, now three years clean. Um, and I have completely reinvented my life. So I just, basically want people to see me as like an, an example, like or an inspiration to know that no matter how long they have been living in these like unhealthy habits, they have the power within to change. 
I'm not saying it's going to be easy. It is not going to happen overnight. I stumbled a few times too when I had put my foot down, you know. It took me probably, like once I had decided, it probably took me a year or two to, for it to actually be done. But, you know, with that mm-hmm. said, it was that I wasn't giving up on myself. You know, I wasn't, I was holding myself accountable for when I stumbled backwards. I would have friends who would say, oh, it's okay. You know, like you went three months without doing it. And so one weekend, what's one weekend? And I'd be like, no. No, it's not okay because if I let it be okay, then this will be my life. So, you know, I really had to like be my own motivator in that sense. Um, I did also reach for new community, you know, like there was many steps I took throughout my process in order to be able to, to really stick on this path. What was that first step? So... The first step was really just wanting it. I wanted it. That was my first step. You have to want Mm -hmm. it, you know? Mm -hmm. My second step was I looked for um, a different community. Um, And I actually found one through Facebook where all it was was a community where people inspired people. So we had to do something as simple as post um, an inspirational, motivational meme. Um, they wanted us to create them ourselves. So we take a picture that of like the lake that we we liked a flower and then write something positive. Doing that also is retraining your brain to think more positive, to be yeah, more positive. To look for the positive, to be grateful. Right. Yeah. And yeah. just, you know, to, to know that those bad days come, but the good days are there as well. Like not letting those bad days make it a bad life, basically, right? And so during this process, I discovered I actually had a talent for like taking really beautiful photos and coming up with a motivational, inspirational saying that matched the photo. So me having doing this and like posting it in these groups and then people getting the feedback from people, I really needed to hear this. Oh my God, this is so beautiful. Like helped motivate me to want to be a better person, to help other people feel better. Seeing that feedback, that positive feedback. Very motivating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I I also learned about my addiction. I felt having the knowledge of what cocaine was doing to me, why, like, I may have been addicted to it, to it um, you know, also looked into how when you do cocaine with other people and have relationships, how that ties you to those people and you think you have a connection, but it's really the, mm. the drugs are emphasizing this, uh, this connection because you're addicted to the drugs you associated with these people. So I educated myself. So that was very helpful as well. So it's a biological and a mental component, basically. It's, it's the yeah. combination of the two. Oh, wow. Wow. So the relationships are just as important tied in to the addiction as it is as getting out of the addiction, if I'm understanding it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you, so, you know, like like I had an ex-boyfriend where I was, we were very attached. And then when we broke up, the separation was so hard for me. Um, And like, because of our relationship is actually one of the reasons I was like, okay, I can't have another relationship like that. Like it was so messed up. Like I look back Mm -hmm. and it's just like, wow, like, 
you know, this version of Mandy would never put up with that. <laughs> like, you know, but right. that was that right. version. That's you gross. Know, that is gross. Yeah. So, but yeah, I wanted to know like, why, why am I feeling so much and all this and whatever? And yeah, just, I wanted to learn everything I could. So I feel like knowledge is power, right? If you understand yes. what you're going through, it's easier to make the steps, right? So understanding the addiction, understanding what was going to happen to me during the process of recovery, right? Because there were after like a few months or maybe it was close to like the six month mark, my brain, my head really, it started to feel like it was on fire and it was just like going, like it was, I was, I felt like I was kind of going crazy and it's because, you know, my, my brain is not getting these chemicals that it's used to getting forever, basically. Right. And right. it was learning how to rebuild. It's like it was rebuilding itself. But it was also learning how to produce these certain chemicals that your body naturally produces. But because I had been feeding it this for years, my body wasn't producing it naturally. So my system was basically resetting itself, but it was painful because it wasn't used to these things. Like it wasn't painful in the sense where like um, I needed to be hospitalized. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some that right. do, but for me, fortunately, I did not have to. I also looked into all different types of, you know, holistic healing modalities. So meditation, I started, I started practicing gratitude more. I looked into reconditioning Mm -hmm. the mind, um, my diet, my exercise routines. Like I didn't do it all at once. I slowly, that of course, slowly built everything, but I Mm -hmm. just was like, I found people who were living a life that I, wanted to or felt more aligned with like who Mandy was meant to be. And I took, Mm -hmm. you know, um, guidance from them. Um, I did a lot of healing throughout it and with my traumas. Um, You Mm -hmm. don't just, you Mm -hmm. know, start doing a bunch of drugs because, you know, you're not hurting or, you know, Um, I will admit that when I started, it was an experimental thing for me. Um, mm-hmm, and I just mm-hmm. was, you're you know, young. yeah, you're young. It happens. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, over the time I started, you know, it was like masking things. I remember, you know, we would celebrate with cocaine if something went wrong well, we just did cocaine. And so I was, you know, on a surface level, I was dealing with some of my issues like from day to day, mm-hmm. um, but the depth mm-hmm. of my my pain from, you know, childhood traumas with having an alcoholic father, um, you know, and just some other things within my family unit that were... So this is um, some deep digging. This was some deep internal, mm-hmm. some deep internal work, yeah. some deep digging. Had you ever examined yourself that closely before? Or was this the first time you really were like, wow, this, you know... Definitely did the deep dive once I started um, becoming clean, mm-hmm. I was always interested mm-hmm. in knowing myself, but mm-hmm. there was always this fuzziness about it because of my lifestyle, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. so right. I, I, you know, I was often confused about who I was, 
what I could stand up for in a sense, like, and, you know, even just the relationships, I think back and it's like, I guess I attract a lot of narcissistic relationships. And so, you know, I would think back. Of course. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they want to prey on you. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So, you know, looking back at like me not, I guess, if you know, if I, if I want to say it comes back to truly loving myself, right? Um, and mm. that stems from the childhood trauma, like which, you know, wanting my dad to, to choose me over the bottle, right? And, you know, wanting my dad to show up when he said he would. So, you know, like we all have our traumas. We have our little T's and our big T's. Yeah. And, you know, they do, they affect everything moving forward. And it's, it's once we decide to, you know, hold ourselves accountable for who we are now based on Mm -hmm. things that may have happened and what we choose to do to heal the hurting parts, to heal um, things that we had no control over as a child, right? Correct. Exactly. So those little T's and big T's, what are, what is that exactly? Just for people who may not be familiar. Yeah. So like a big trauma, maybe something like seeing, like having an alcoholic father who, for me, he was constantly, you know, punching walls, destroying things, yelling, like very angry, threatening to like hit, you know, so that's a big trauma. Like a little trauma might be something like your mom not showing up to a couple of your baseball games when you're younger. Like, you know, so, and that mm-hmm. is still a trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, she came to some of them, but not all of them. But as a little child, you want her there all the time. So those little teas of like, you know, a little, t- like, yeah. So ah, stuff, stuff okay. like that. So gotcha. it's actually, I find it quite fascinating, the whole trauma situations when it comes to humans, because no matter what, no matter oh, how absolutely. we're raised, we are going to get, traumatized in some way, right? You love too much. You love not enough. You, you know, (laughs) you, you moved around too much. You didn't give them enough freedom. Like, it's just, it's, it's wild to me that like, really like Mm -hmm. there's just, you know, you just really got to jump in there. So many things. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because it's true. You really are. I mean, like, (laughs) Life is like, it's not like life is trauma. Life isn't trauma, but you, it's unavoidable. It's, you are going to encounter traumatic situations, especially when you're younger. You don't Mm -hmm. have the tools to understand what's going on or the context to understand what's going on. It's like, you know what I mean? All you know is that your parent didn't show up to your game. Right. And how that made you feel and how it made you feel in front of your teammates. And, you know, you took that home and you really, you know, it's, you never realize how big the impact will be until you're sitting, you know, 15 years later and you're like, hmm, why am I so anxious or angry? Or why do I constantly have these adapted strategies that are not healthy for me or these habits that are not good for me? It's like, you really don't know until you sit and you think and you're like, wow, maybe that was a little bit more important than I thought it was. You know what I mean? So, you know, that little event. So yeah. And like, I'm not sure if you're like, you know, this fact, but like from zero to seven, our brains are sponges. So we really have no filter. We're just oh, yeah. absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. Right. So you are ta- mm-hmm. taking everything in and you can't filter anything out. Right. So it's, it's, it's wild. It's like what, what we've, 
you know, our subconscious mind has already decided is the way it is or isn't by the time we're seven. Like, yeah. So the things that you see as a young child can really affect it. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So I'm curious, when you said you were going through that sort of beginning your healing process and using those holistic strategies to sort of like help you through, which one sort of stuck with you that maybe you're still using today to sort of like manage? Most of them I'm still using, but if like the one that really kickstarted things for me was when at the very beginning, I listened to Dr. Joe Dispenza's Rewired on the (gasps) Gaia channel. Great. Love him. Yeah. And for me, so understanding the brain and how it worked and why I was the way I was and like, you know, I wanted to recondition my mind to break these unhealthy habits, to break these like thought patterns, to break limiting beliefs about myself that, you know, like, well, this is who I am. So this Mm -hmm. is who I am. So I literally listened to that series over and over and over again so that it would be like embedded in me to understand why I'm the way I am humans and then understand I have the power to change, start making the changes, right? By even, so you have to be quite aware. You have to be, you know, like obviously because my brain was always working one way for so long. So I I was very like, if I was starting to have a thought, okay, nope, stop and then change it. Right. And yeah, I would listen to it in the car at work during sleep, because even if I'm sleeping, it's, you know, and I just think understanding that concept and really putting the power with me, with my thoughts and my limiting beliefs around it and my, you know, reconditioning myself in those first months was a big jump forward for me because I took it upon just, everything that the mind can do and used it to Mm -hmm. to better my life. Right. Wow. Oh my gosh. That is incredible. I mean, for anybody, for my listeners, Dr. Joe Dispenza, please, if you are interested in understanding how your mind works, interested in unlocking the full potential of your mind, please look into him. He is a great author. That is uh, incredible to me that you really latched on to that core concept of like your mind is where it all starts. Like, of course, with so many environmental things and so many things impacted and influence us, of course, but in terms of having the strength to look at your situation and say, I want to change and I need to start with myself. You know what I mean? That's incredible. And the fact that you were able to do it, that you were so dedicated, that you were listening to it all the time, your mind is so powerful. And once you change the idea of who you thought you were, you know what I mean? And really understand who you are outside of the things that you've kind of accepted that were not necessarily true, but you did not know at the time, it's it's like you become a totally different person. And it's clear that you have completely like blown that whole journey out of the water and you've come so far and you've made such incredible changes within yourself. I mean, these are 
overcoming something, you know, you can only know it from the outside as somebody who has never experienced it. And I've only experienced it as having family members, people I love with addiction. And I, it's something that you, it really is something that goes to heart, that you really have to love and understand that it's not, the addiction is separate from the person. And that was something I really had to accept. That was really difficult for me to accept. But you're right. Learning what it's about and learning basically exactly how it affects your brain so that you can take the best steps to recover. That's incredible. Like I'm so impressed with you, Thank Mandy. You. I'm so impressed. You. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. So before we wrap up, is there anything that you wanted to sort of like share or leave with the audience? Yes. Well, I just, I just really want to send out the message that everyone is capable of changing their lives to the desired life that they want. It doesn't have to be an addiction they want to change. Like I said earlier, like anything that they're unhappy with, anything that's making them not lived up to what they want to live up to. Like you can like literally humans can do anything. We're, we're magical, powerful beings. And I think we don't give ourselves enough credit a lot of the time, right? We go through life thinking this is just the way it is, but no, you just believe in yourself because I believe in you. You can do anything. Oh, thank you so much, Mandy. That is Wonderful, especially coming from somebody as strong as you. That's incredible. And I hope that people hear that and really take that to heart. So thank you so much, Randy. Thank you for sharing your story with everybody. We really appreciate it, truly. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's great. Yeah, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. And with that, everybody, I Like I said, I hope this story was uh, just as impactful for you as it was for me. Mandy is an incredible woman, and we are so lucky that she took the time to share her story with us today. And I really hope you understand the power of your mind of starting with you, that you, like she said, are a powerful, magical being who can do it, whatever it is. So please do not forget that. And also... Please do not forget that I love each and every one of you. And please bloom where you are planted.